What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Fandom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and in today's episode, I am continuing my collaboration with Kat from the Sci-Fi Party Line Podcast as we cover the last few episodes of the TV show Supernatural. In today's show, we cover Season 15, Episode 18. The title of the episode is Despair. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Sci-Fi Party Line Podcast. This is your hostess, Kat, and today I have with me your other hostess, Monica. Hello, hello. It's Supernatural again. It We're is. back. We're back at it, and this is the third episode till the end yep. that we're discussing yes it is okay so after this episode we have two more to go right we have te- technically yes two two more to go we have next week's episode and then the series finale will be a two-hour finale um the first part is gonna oh. the first part is gonna be like um a behind the scenes slash interview type thing for an hour basically the cast talking about the show and basically saying goodbye to the fans and then we get the end okay all right so uh yeah hanako's been chomping at the bit she's like have you watched it this week since what thursday Thursday. like so she's been very polite but I know she's been cursed. She'd be like, this motherfucker watched episode. I just I wanted to make because... sure that you watched it before the spoilers got out because I didn't watch it Thursday night. I My son took me out to dinner, and when I got home, I fell asleep. I never, It didn't even register to me that it was Thursday because I was so tired. And then I woke up Friday morning, and um, one of the groups that I'm in said something about... Um, no posting spoilers because there were a lot of spoilers from Supernatural. I was like, oh, oh. And then I happened to get on Twitter because I was looking for, I, I was I was checking election results. I was trying to see if anything had, you know, come through yet. And I saw somebody post and said something about heartbreak and I immediately closed Twitter. I opened up CW on my uh, computer and I watched the episode right then and there. Like I've got my work, I've got my regular computer in my lap and I've got my work computer on the side and I'm working and watching at the same time. So it was like, luckily that was a a slow work morning. So I, you know, a couple of emails came through. I hit pause. I answered the emails, did what I had to do, came back, but I had to get it out the way because I didn't want to be spoiled for anything. And oh my God, I'm so glad I did because I would have been so pissed. So I wasn't spoiled. However, your warning, coupled with me kind of just um, scrolling through the news, um, I saw just this big, sad, teary picture of Cassiel. And I was like, oh, right. Okay, this must be Cassiel's exit. So I, you know, just deduced that. And, but, and I mean, we'll get into that. But um, it wasn't a spoiler, but people were. I felt like I didn't actually read the headline, but I saw enough of it to knew that people were pissed or it was intense or just, you know, I got the gist of, oh, here we go. Here we go. Right. Starting to happen. Right. So, and um, my daughter actually said something too, because she stopped watching Supernatural a few years ago. And so mm-hmm. it was her post that made me say, okay, let me go ahead and watch this now. 
And she said, um, I haven't watched Supernatural in a few years. And from what I'm hearing about last night's episode, I now remember why. And I was like, what happened? And she was like, have you watched it yet? I was like, no. So she was like, okay, watch it and talk to to me afterwards. So I watched it and I kind of had an idea of what she was talking about. And then she confirmed it and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, okay, you're talking about that scene, that one scene that everybody's talking about. And I, you know, I have like a whole bunch of different mixed feelings about it. So... I so wait, we're talking about the cast Yes, the cast. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just like, man, are we still talking about this? Okay. Yes, the, the big declaration scene. So, but we'll get into that because that's that's okay, like a I guess, that's a major right. thing. So I think we we can save that for last. Start at the beginning. Okay, let's do it. Fine. We walk into this episode. Uh, death is Billy is skulking around, and now she's the bad guy very disappointing you know because she's just been my girl from get go she was just always a pleasure to see and they kind of like had her go out like michael myers or some shit like you know freddy Krueger, like a, a scary jason Voorhees with the a sky and she they i mean even completed the freddy freddy krueger thing with her uh doing the the sky thing on the wall and making sparks like credit freddy freddy krueger did and like you know, yeah. maybe Nightmare on Street 3 or something. And I was just like, oh, man. The thing that I liked about her, um, I don't know if this is inappropriate to say or, you know, commenting on women's bodies, but um, I it looked as if if she is not with child, she got, you know, maybe... Put on from quarantine 15. She did no, However, she she just had a she she just had a baby a few months ago. Thank god, thank god. Okay. <laughs> okay, but I was just really it it gave me good vibes because she wore her jacket kind of like when um Jillian Anderson uh in X Files Data Scully they tried to hide her pregnancy mm-hmm. with the all black, the coats and stuff, and you couldn't really tell. So I was just like, is she doing a hiding Scully's baby thing? No, she and had a baby. Really yeah, she I had a baby. Really yeah, I was really excited to see. I mean, still, but she, for her to like get up and go acting and stuff, even pregnant or post-pregnancy, it was just like, I don't know, it made me happy. I was just really, fin- and then if it was just quarantine 15, I was just like, still a good girl. I mean, still. 100%. So um, I don't know if that's helpful or insulting, but it, it, it comes from a positive place. Um, also, the second thing I jo- enjoyed about her appearance is that it is very hard to make people of color, us, look um, ashen and dead or dying because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know how to, you know, do that makeup or... Um, she looked how like Michael Jackson looked in the thriller video because they did something with her makeup. They made her look pale and I hadn't seen a makeup job like that to where they actually paid attention to her to make her look like she was actually, you know, being harmed and dying like that. So she's giving me Michael Jackson thriller vibes. And I just, I don't know. I was there for Billy. It was Billy's episode and she just really shined to me. And, um, I enjoyed her. 
yeah. a lot in this episode. I enjoyed her as well. Um, I I don't look at her character as being evil. Like I don't I don't look at it that they've turned her evil for the last part because if you think about it, even with what she's trying to do, maybe not the whole becoming the new god bit. But her trying to restore things to a natural balance, that's pretty much true to who Billy has always been as a character, even as a reaper. Even as a reaper, she was all about keeping the balance, making sure everything was done the way it was supposed to be. So her wanting to return um, everyone to their quote unquote natural state, that's. That's kind of in keeping with who she is. I think the issue where it becomes a little bit evil for us is the fact that she's trying to return people to a world that no longer exists, which means that yeah. they in, ineffectively will be dead. You know, Charlie, Bobby, those people who came from the apocalypse world, if she sends them back, they have no world to go back to. So, you know, it's kind of like just throwing them into the void of space. So I think that's kind of where we look at her as evil because, of course, these are our people. We don't want them dying. We don't want them going back to, you know, I kind of think of it as, I mean, something similar happened in, um, in the Arrowverse with the Crisis on Infinite Worlds. Like, literally, that's what was happening. All of the, all of the alternate planets or alternate universes in the Arrowverse were being destroyed. And so you had some characters who are on Earth-1 or the regular Earth, and they couldn't go back to their own, you know, their own planets, their own universe. So it's kind of similar here. But, um, you know, of course she comes in, Jack is about to explode, and she sends him, and I knew where this was going when she looked at him, and she was like, oh, you know, they like, save her, save him, save him. First of all, let me say... I love the way I love the way that Dean just all of a sudden, like now that Chuck is not a focus on him, you see him again caring for Jack. It's like mm-hmm. Jack is about to explode. He's like, "What do we do? How do we save him? Go do this. We need to figure out something." And it made me think about his conversation with Sam a little while later when when he was up and he was drinking. Sam woke up or couldn't go to sleep, so he came to drink and they started talking about it. And Dean apologizes to Sam for pulling the gun and just for everything that he had been doing. And he says, it was like I was so focused on killing Chuck that I couldn't, like, I couldn't do anything else. Like, that focus was so ingrained in me, I couldn't control myself. And it made me feel like all of that in the last episode where, you know, Dean was angry and he said that Jack didn't, you know, Jack wasn't family. I feel like all of that was kind of, especially now that we know that Chuck pretty much wrote that situation and that's how he wanted the situation to go. I'm starting to wonder if when he tries to control things, if he's also controlling the guy's emotions and then they have instances where they break out of whatever it is that he's making them feel. Because it's almost like Dean did a complete 180 in regards to Jack. It's like at first, yeah, okay, if he has to die to save us, let him die. And then now that he's about to die, it's kind of like, no, we, we got to save him. I mean, he was more frantic about it than Sam was at this point. So, sure. you know, it's it's kind of like when you really sit here and you think about it and you see the way that Dean was in this whole episode, just a little more calm, a little more focused with 
the things that he needed to do, especially when it had nothing to do with Chuck, his focus was a lot better. You know, so I just think it's just the whole Chuck thing that kind of throws him off the deep end. And I was so glad that we didn't have to, you know, worry about that immediately in this episode. Because then I got to see a little bit more of the Dean that I like. You know, I got to see the one that was caring to his brother and caring to, you know, Cass and Jack. And really about trying to figure out what it is that they need to do to fix this. You know, he, he was just a lot more focused. He was a lot more rational. And he was he was able to think a little bit better. And I like that. But, you know. Well, I mean, I, I, I see what Dean was, his focus and what, what was going on there. Because he has been suffering all his life, right? Mm-hmm. And if you've had however many years old he is of suffering, and you know all you got to do is take out this one guy, and that suffering could be at an end. Right. You want to be focused. He felt, to me, while he was in his own sex, Sam was getting distracted. Everybody was getting distracted. And he thought in his mind he was the only one, you know, keeping, uh, keeping it real or uh, holding a flame or keeping an eye out on the actual goal of what was happening, even if it meant falling out with his brother. So I see where he was from, and I do get, like, yeah, he was caring about Jack in this episode, and it was the old Dean again, and I like that they both, like, they don't, didn't know what to do now. It's just like, everything is being changed, and no one knows what to do, and it's, you know, scary, and, um, we don't have, we can't predict what's going to happen now. Like, no. we don't know. No. But, I mean, the title of the episode was Despair, and it brought us a lot of that in this episode. <laughs> like, I mean, I understand it's the last three episodes. I knew that there were going to be some casualties. It's just... All of them in one episode? It, I, I and, felt and like... one off-screen by I, I felt like that, okay, we'll get to that one in a minute. But I felt like I was watching like a condensed version of um, the Avengers. Like, I felt like it it was like, like Chuck is Thanos and he did his snap and everybody just disappeared. And it was just kind of like, Uh, and it's not, it's not only that. Okay, so first of all, we get to see Charlie again, which Again, I'm glad that they're bringing people back to close out the series. I, I've always loved Charlie's character. Um, and even though this is not our original Charlie, she still has a lot of the same mannerisms, the same personality, except this Charlie does not, did not want to continue as a hunter. She just kind of wanted to be like, you know, I, I want to do this, but I don't want to be, you know, I kind of want to scale back. I don't want to be part of this big, big thing. And so she went off on her own. She found her girlfriend. She seemed like she was happy. And then the girlfriend vanishes. And then it's like from there, it starts a trickle effect. Her girlfriend vanishes. And then while Sam and Dean are there talking to her, they get a call. Sam gets a call from Bobby. And one of the hunters that he was hunting with vanishes. They get them all together. And Donna is there. We don't get to see Garth. We don't get to see Jody and the girls, even though they're mentioned. And 
they bring them all to this little silo so that they can all kind of be protected and it just does not go the way they expected like they put up all of these wardings they use one of Rowena's spells and I almost feel like so we find out in the midst of all this Dean and Cassio have gone to death because Dean is determined at this point he's going to kill Billy so while he's attacking Billy and almost killing her, she realizes what's going on and she lets Dean know that it's not her that's killing everyone else. She thinks it's Chuck. And she's like, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong place. You're wasting time. And as she's saying this, Sam is reading off the spell. And after he reads off the spell, all of the symbols... Um, all of the wardings they kind of glow and they glow for an extended period I guess kind of like locking in the protection but the minute that happened I felt like oh my god I feel like it's a beat I, I feel like it's a beacon like it's telling Chuck hey here we are because yeah. literally they think they're safe and one by one the people who are in the bunker start disappearing and then Charlie's gone and then Bobby is gone and it's just Jack Sam and Donna left and Donna is supposed to be safe because she's never died and then she starts she starts feeling it and she turns to Sam panicked and she disappears and at this point I'm looking at my TV screen like what the fuck is going on like I really felt like it was a Thanos snap because it wasn't just the people that came from the apocalypse world that was disappearing Donna is from this world. She's never died. She's never come close to it. But she disappeared as well. And then we see, you know, a little bit later in the episode, Sam and Jack, they leave out. And Sam is trying to get in touch with Dean, you know, to let him know what's going on. And Jack says, is that, is that all? Is, you know, was it just them or was it everybody? And then we start seeing scenes and it's kind of like, like the rapture like mm -hmm. you've got somebody's car uh they were filling gas and that person's not there you've got swings in a playground that are swinging i mean just the whole world looks abandoned and it's kind of like oh my god chuck what did you do because mm -hmm. now that means that if 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 we're looking at this right everyone is gone except maybe these these guys you know and it's just kind of like i don't know like i don't know how to pro like what is chuck doing i know he's planning on destroying the the world and i know he's probably doing this to fuck with sam and dean like oh yeah i'm gonna take away everybody and i'm gonna make you watch as everybody you ever cared about disappears and then you're left and we don't, I mean, we feel it, but we don't feel it. It's not as much of a gut punch until we get to the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like, okay, we expected this. We expected that, you know, most of the people that were in the silo, I'm going to be honest. I don't know who they are. I didn't care. <laughs> Charlie, I cared about. Bobby, I cared about. Donna, I freaking love Donna. Didn't I want to see her disappear? So those hurt me. And then, and like you said, Eileen was one of the ones that disappeared. And 
we didn't even see that that happened off screen so sam's texting with eileen telling her to get outside and all of a sudden her text stops and when he gets to her house all of her things are in the sidewalk and let me tell you jared Padalecki. when i looked at sam's face once he was processing the fact that eileen was gone I broke down. I was like, oh, my God. And then when when Dean tried to talk to him, he was like, no, no, I can't. He's like, because if I lose, he's like, he said, if, if I think about it, I'm going to lose my head. And I can't do that right now. It's just like, Sam just can't win for losing when it comes to the romance department. Like, there was Jess and there was, what was the chick's <clears throat> name? The, the Madison, I think. Um, the the oh, werewolf girl. And yes, I know my my cat is like he wants to be part of the podcast. So, but Sam just can't wait for losing. And here it is; he's finally kind of normal in a kind of normal relationship. I guess as normal as you can be with a hunter. And it's just like he doesn't even get to tell her goodbye. Like he's trying to save her life, and she's just gone before he even gets there. And I know Chuck did that shit on purpose. And so, just, let me tell you something that's going to piss you off okay. about me okay. and Eileen. I know you. texting Eileen, <laughs> hold up, what? I am so disconnected from Eileen. I just didn't feel her so much that the whole time when he was saying Eileen, I was thinking Jody. Oh. And I, I was you. just like, oh, God, Jody's gone. Fuck, what does that mean? And then further in the episode, they said, yeah. And I just talked to Jody, and I was like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. They meant Eileen, not Jody. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what's that? I mean, I, I get that Sam would be upset with with uh, Jody, but who is this? I, what is happening? And so I spent that part of the episode confused. Yes, yeah. even the cat thinks that's ridiculous. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, just that scene and when... Dean said, okay, I'm going to go kill Billy. He was like, you go get get the people to safety. Like, Sam is, tr- like, he's got the tears in his eyes. He's trying to hold it together. And then Dean gives him the hug. And then he, you know, he holds his face, like, looking at his little brother, like, yo, are you okay? And I felt like in that one moment, I was like, this is, this is what I need for the remainder of the series. I need this Sam and this Dean working together making sure that they have each other's backs like that moment was so much for me and i was like okay so now y'all can go about your business and do what you need to do to save the world and it just it just did not i think so they needed their little fight and right. now they're done with it it's, it's gonna be nothing but unity from here on out i know i mean they, i mean because you, they, you can't do they can't do anything else there's no one left i mean everybody's gone and it's just now it's Dean, Sam, and Jack because Castiel sacrificed himself. Like oh. I have uh, I have so many there's just so much with the Castiel bit that I I don't even know where to start. Let me start. Okay, yes, you okay, start. Let me start. Okay, so um, I told Hanako a little bit about earlier about how, like, I was reading online and trying to not give spoilers, and I saw just this big teary-eyed photo of Cassiel, so I knew something was going to happen with Cassiel. Um, Sometimes I don't like to watch TV when I'm tired because I 
don't feel things. <laughs> I I can't say I did feel Castiel leaving, but his speech to me was overly long. And I'm like, if you're just going to do it, do it. And he did it. To, he left. So his idea was that um, the empty told him once he felt true happiness, that the empty would come for him and take him away. And in all of the chaos, he managed to think that up. And then that was the only way that he could bring death um, to get her off their ass. Right. And so as Castiel is doing it, he's telling Dean, he's kind of leading up to it. And then he's, he's you know, getting a little misty-eyed. He's trying to say how him and, and Dean, because they fight a lot. They fought a lot. It, when people get into it, it is Sam and Castiel. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Castiel and Dean all the time. It's just them whenever there's beef is those two. So it would be fitting. It was fitting that um, Castiel said goodbye to Dean in this way. And I I thought that maybe if Castiel, there was a thing. I'm, I'm, I'm talking around it because I want to get to my point because I think it's, it's a point. So, um... Jack has been walking around and he's killing plants and he's feeling weird and so everything that he comes around dies. To me, it felt like Sam was the I mean, I'm sorry, Jack was gonna be the new replacement for death. Then as Castiel has his teary-eyed thing with Dean, he took his bloody hand that he made the 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 symbol on the wall to keep Billy at bay, he took that same bloody hand and kind of palmed Dean on Dean's shoulder. Mm -hmm. And we saw they made a purpose. I mean, they purposefully showed us that um, via camera. So we seen D we saw Dean on the floor and then Castiel gets sucked away by the empty along with Billy. Now I was, I, I liked that Castiel was leaving, but I did not like that he didn't make uh, uh, being like an angel or giving powers we don't know if he did or he didn't but it's like we get this long speech castiel is our guy he's making his exit maybe he might burst in later who knows maybe castiel is gonna be the empty but the thing is is that i would have really enjoyed um some transference of power to the so the way i felt about that whole scene it was, I kind of felt like Dean in that moment because Castiel is literally like, at this point, I guess Castiel just felt like he had nothing else to lose. Like he knew he was about to die. He knew this was going to be the last exchange he had with Dean ever. And so he basically is putting everything on the line. And he, he culminates all of this in telling Dean that he loves him, which... I know Desio shippers were rejoicing when this happened last oh God, night. That's the thing. Jesus. And, and there were some people like the thing that my daughter didn't like about it because it's been it's been hinted at for years that this might be a thing. There are people who have shipped Cassiel and Dane almost from the beginning. I don't have a problem with the Desiel shippers, but I'm not one of them. I just that ship has never felt right to me um because me because it fit, they feel more like family so that seems kind of weird to me it's just like unless people are into incest which well gonna... i mean there is a there is a wincest thing okay, out I there too to i'm just saying up. 
But just, I just it didn't. So it. I get. I get Castiel wanting to get that off of his chest and needing to get that off of his chest. And I'm glad he was able to do that. The thing that my daughter was upset about um, is something that I've seen a few other people in the LGBTQ community saying about it. They feel like the show has been queer baiting them with Destiel for 10 years. And then all of a sudden you get this confession from Cass and then he he pretty much dies, disappears. And they're like, you built all of this up for 10 years just for this. And I understand that. It, it, it's kind of like the whole thing with Game of Thrones. You build up Daenerys to be this, this savior or whatever she's supposed to be. And then you make her the bad guy in the last episode. It was kind of like that. So that's what my daughter was that, upset that's about. That's not a thing. That's, for that's me, not a thing. I'm sorry. No. For me... That, that is fake upsetness because I'm sorry. I have not felt for 10 years that Dean and Castiel have been a thing and it's it's a um, LGBTQ. No, I'm well, sorry. Here's I, I don't the, feel it. Well, here's the thing. Like I said, I can see it. I can see where it is. And again, I'm a straight woman. So I it's, it's just not my ship. You know what I'm saying? But... I see where the potential has been there. And I mean, there's memes, there's videos, there's like, you can read essays from people who have pointed out like everything leading up to it. I don't have a problem with, with that. If that's the way the show wanted to go with these two characters, it's not out of the scope of my understanding. Like, I can see where that happens. It's just It just happens to not be my ship. Because like I said, I feel more so that they yeah, were like for family. for the longest time we've been talking, we have never talked about this, you and I. To me, it is a very big shock to me. Well, I, I mean, I know people ship everything. They'll ship like a freaking baby Yoda with a freaking adult Yoda if they could. <laughs> but I'm just saying, to me, you and I have never brought this up. We have never talked about this at all the time. And, so, and the fact that we're talking about it, it just feels like, what? Are you kidding me? I've never even considered that. It never felt that way to me. Well, so, like I said, it's it's not my ship, so I would never have, I, I wouldn't really have a reason to bring it up because, again, I feel like that unit, Sam, Dean, Castiel, and now even Jack, Bobby, they all feel like family to me. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. That was weird for me in and of itself. But the thing I think that bothered me most about that scene, and I won't even say bothered me in the sense that it bothered me. It was just that here you are. You're about to sacrifice yourself. You're giving Dean all of this information. And I know that part of the speech was supposed to, um, it was supposed to lift him up. It was supposed to motivate him. It was supposed to make him make him understand from Cass's point of view, you are not a failure. You are not someone who, you know, who can't get it done. Like you do this because of the people you love. You you raised your brother because you love him. You save people because you because of love. And he was doing this to I guess give Dean some hope. But then you lay this big, huge, heavy thing on him and then you're gone. And I feel like for Dean, I feel heartbroken for him because regardless of whether he reciprocated that feeling or not, we know he cares about Cass. And mm -hmm. you and I have talked about this. 
I have had issues with the way Dean has treated Castiel for the last few it's years. True. So, so it's also no, it should be no surprise to anyone that I don't ship them two together because I feel like for the most part, they have had a kind of toxic relationship and it has to do with sometimes Dean can be selfish. If, if he's not getting what he wants, the way he wants it, he can cast everyone else aside. You know, and he's done this with Castiel. So that's one of the reasons why I've never seen it in that way. But still, regardless of all of that, Castiel is somebody we know he cares about. Like, this is his best friend. He's said it before. And for Castiel to lay so much on him and then disappear. And Dean will never, ever, ever have the chance to address that. He will never, ever, ever have the chance to say what he needs to say to Castiel, and now his friend is just gone. I I don't think he needed it. I don't know. I think he needed it, like, for maybe other fans, you know, people might have needed it, but I think that it was a situation where Castiel is like, I love you, and Dean would be, I know. I think his silence was the I know, I feel the same way, you throwing a lot of shit. I feel you, though. He's throwing a lot of shit at him. He's threw, right. He threw a lot at him. It and then Dean was like, why does and it I like sound... How you said, or I, I like how you said, and then he was just gone. So he's sitting there by himself. Everything has happened. It, and and it's a lot gone. to take in. Like, literally, yeah. you, watch the, you watch the empty snatch death, but it also snatches Castiel. And he's just sitting there, and Sam is calling him. And he drops the phone and he puts his head in his hands and he starts sobbing. I've never heard Dean sob ever on this show. That broke me. That broke me. And I get what you're saying. Like, I don't think Dean needed to say anything back to him either. Because again, earlier in the, I think earlier in this season, when they were in purgatory and Dean thought this Castillo got captured and was killed and he started praying to him. He basically poured out his heart then. He was like, look, I'm sorry. I know I've been a dick, blah, 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 blah. But you're my best friend. I need you. You know, I need you to come back. I need you to be safe. So I feel like that has been said. But still, it's kind of like the magnitude of what Castillo said to Dean, even if it was just to, to, to give him that encouragement to keep fighting, to keep pushing on. I'm not going to be here, but you can still do this. You can still win. And yes, by the way, I love you. That's the part I hate it because I feel like that's such a big pronouncement. And to give it to somebody right before you die where there's nothing they can do with that information. Like I said, regardless of whether he felt that way about Castiel or not, I just felt like that should have been something that maybe we were given a little more time to process. It's, it was just, it's like we get that big proclamation and then he's gone. And we know, at least I think, Castiel's not coming back. And it's just kind of like, I felt, I felt Dean's, Dean's brokenness in my soul when I watched this episode. And I watched it twice. And it's like both times, I felt it for him. And it's like, you can't even pick up your brother. You can't even pick up the call to your brother because what are you gonna say? How do you? Ooh. How do you say? I, I mean, that's a lot for him to process. On top of the fact that he needed a minute, yeah, he's gonna need a minute. And then, 
think about what he's going to have to face once he comes out of that room and he does get in contact with Sam again and he finds out pretty much everybody in the freaking world is gone. So not only have you lost Cass, you've lost everybody. And it's just kind of like, at this point, I don't know if he's going to be broken. I don't know if he's going to be pissed. But it's like... That dude is going to go on a rampage. He's going to check out. He's going to check out. And he's going to kick ass in the deanest way possible. Right. But here's the other thing about the whole Castiel thing that I feel like. Okay. I feel like with Castiel... I feel like, in a way, his ending was not the ending he deserved. I mean, I realize the show is ending, and this is a big way for him to go out. He literally sacrificed himself for the person that he loves. I get that. I get it. But Castiel has been through so much on this show in the last 10 years. I really just wanted him to find some happiness. Like, and and I understand his truth. And I understand that. (laughs) But at the same time, it's kind of like. It's not. Yeah, it's not right. (laughs) I just. I just felt like. Let me say something about how, what what further upset me about that. Okay. All this time, we've been leading up to Jack sacrificing himself. For the boys. And we leave. All this time. I know. All all this time. And we lose Castiel instead. And we lose Castiel instead. I know. And I know you don't care for Jack. And I know. I kind of figured that's why I was like, if you want to talk about this immediately. We didn't need Jack this whole time. We need him. I don't know. I kind of feel like there were certain other things that happened in the episode that kind of made me. Like, Dean holding the scythe. I felt like you remember we've been talking about and I've been saying I feel like uh, Sam and Dean are probably going to end up like God and Lucifer or they're going to be like there's something about the light and darkness that they're going to they're going to have to be. I don't know if this is how it's going to end, but Dean holding that scythe, I felt like was some foreshadowing, like the way he was holding it, the way he was handling it. I was like, oh, is Dean going to be the new death? Like, I, I don't know. What about my Jack and him holding his hand over plants and they're dying theory? See, what about that? What do you think about that? I don't know if I feel like that's Jack being death or if that's Jack actually dying. Like he's dying and, you know, because he doesn't have his powers anymore. And Billy said, you know, after he exploded, she said if he does survive this, he won't for, he won't he won't be here for long. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering, does that mean that he's dying? And I just, I don't know. There's this like so much stuff. Shit, like, and I was sitting there like, you can't like you really want to hate death. You really do, but at the same time, Lisa Berry is so good in that that role. So that lady was she killed it, and she was like. She was like, oh, yeah, Dean. She was like, I don't care about your friends. I don't care about your family. But one thing I do care about is I want your ass dead. I was like, I was like, oh, she is done with him. She is like. She turned into Freddy Krueger. I was just like, what is happening right now? That was. But when she went to, when she went to, like, when, when Dean was standing there um, panicking, right before she did the little thing where she kind of gripped his heart, 
the way that they had him, you know, they were showing him and, you know, you could kind of see the, the background. I was like, oh, if she comes and stabs him, I really thought she was about to stab him with that scythe. And then when he went, oh, I was like, no. Nah. And then I saw, I was like, oh, wait, she's up there. Okay. Like, I, girl, I was about to scream. I was like, no, you can't kill Dean like this. No. I, I know <sighs> that they were not, they was not going to kill that. I, mm, they, mm -hmm. they, mm -mm. they couldn't have done, mm -hmm. girl, I would have, I would have been so mad. But I mean, there was, there was so much. Unfortunately, I do. I, I think I think he's gone. I, I think the only other thing I can think of is if they defeat Chuck and they're able to maybe bring everybody back, that would be so great. And then just let everybody, you know, everybody live out their happiness. I don't know. But as far as Castiel, yeah, I think he's done because the empty is she's pretty pissed right now. And, you know, she still exists. Yes, the empty is still there. She's just, you, because remember, she came back after Jack came back and she was like, you made it so loud. So I don't know if she's still hearing the effects of that bomb, if it's still reverberating in her being or whatever. You, I don't even know how to classify the empty. Like, is it a place? Is it a person? Is it a... It's the vast of space. Right. Think of it that way. So I... I, I really think if Castiel is there, I really think he's gone. And that makes me so sad. It's kind of like, I, I feel like... Well, she said something. You said something earlier that made me think that they're going to cheat at the end and do something they've done before with the episode, and but in a sort of reverse way, mm -hmm. where... Um, if they were to cheat and to bring back like everybody, they would bring back everybody and Chuck would rewrite it as Sam and Dean were just story characters and really this is Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. <laughs> and there was this scene in one of their um that thing that Link you sent me in a text where they were walking off and the, into the sunset, but then it was like this big painting and it was other It was the backdrop, yeah. All that, that stuff, right. It was a backdrop. I was just like, if they pull some shit like that, because nah, like, I don't think they'd do that. I think that that was just for the ending of the first part of the finale where they're doing the interviews. <laughs> that would be too meta. I don't think they'd do it. I mean, we've already had a, you know, we've already had an episode yeah, a few seasons did. back we where, did. you know, they visited them. I mean, we already had a Castiel and they made a Jack, so. Mm. I don't know. You're just gonna you're just gonna continue to hate on Jack. I'm gonna give Jack the benefit of the doubt until the end of the the last episode I, because I feel like I feel like he's here for a bigger purpose and mm. it's just it has it's, yeah, it's coming in the next. That was the bigger purpose. We could have been rid of him, and now we don't have Castiel. That's irritating as f. I yeah. I I'm not happy about Look the at you look thing. guilty. You know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm not I love the way I love the fact that Castillo sacrificed himself for someone he loved and I you know the funny thing is even before all of this happened like in this particular episode I felt like Castillo was probably the most human that he's ever been. 
Like just the way that he, just the, in the way that he moved and the way his facial expressions were, especially when he was talking to Jack, when he was, you know, trying to make sure Jack was okay. Um, you know, it, it was just, I felt like he was the most human that he had been throughout the whole series. And maybe that was even also... Even when he was human. <laughs> even when he was human, because even when he was human, he was still... Castiel like he still yeah. had Castiel's memories and his mannerisms because he didn't know how to be a human at that point and now he's been a, he's been living among them for so long and it's kind of like he's not as I mean think about it when Castiel first came he was very stiff he was very almost mechanical moving like he he moved he was like, like freaking Vulcan or bored yeah or something, something like that like he no... just didn't know how to right so I feel like he transcended all of that and he did like truly become human, which probably also prompted him to be bold enough to say what he needed to say to Jensen. And I think at that point, it's kind of like that's when he reached peak humanity and that's how the empty was able to come to him. Because at this point, he had, he had done probably the most human thing you can do, which is bear your soul to the person you love. And... You know, unfortunately, he had to sacrifice himself in doing that. And I just, I just, I kind of, I don't know. It's, it was a good way for him to go, but I still kind of sort of feel robbed. Like, Castiel should have left. I feel like the way that I did um, in Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows when Moody, I'm just saying, <laughs> when Moody died at the beginning of the book, he, I felt like he was one of the characters that was supposed to be in the final battle and he died off page and it was just it was like one of the letdowns for me in the series and I kind of feel like that with Cassiel like I feel like Cassiel should be involved in whatever final battle there is supposed to be and now as far as we can tell he's not going to be there so my heart is broken Instead, about we that get Jack, your Jack. stop stop just give Jack a chance I'm just Give him a chance. Cassiel loved him. Cassiel loved Jack. That was his son. So we gotta give him a chance. You gotta give him a chance, Cat. Don't be so hard on him. Don't be so hard on the baby. That baby is bomb. Not the bomb. A bomb. Oh, technically technically speaking, he's not a bomb anymore. Yeah. I, I this I feel like I would enjoy it more if I weren't so tired. This is one of the times where like this week has been a lot, of course. We know why. Mm-hmm. But um <laughs> we have a change of power going yes. on. Yes. Um so if Castiel's departure was a a disappointment for you, that to me, brings in my concerns for the overall series ending. No, I won't you say it was a disappointment. I yeah, I won't say it was a disappointment like that. Like, I'm not unhappy with the way that they did it. I'm just, I, as a fan of the character, I'm sad that he's not going to be part of whatever this final showdown is because, I mean, we're down to the last two episodes now. So, you know, one, Dean is about to be on a rampage. Because everybody is gone. And, you know, 
two, you know they have to bring down Chuck in some kind of way, and it's going to be a big major way. And I just feel I feel bad that Castillo's not going to be there for it. But as far as like me being disappointed, I'm not disappointed in that sense. Like I still. I like what they're doing with the episodes. I like what they're doing with the characters. It's just, of course, we don't like losing characters. I mean, that's just a given. But it's it's also a series ending. We knew that there was going to be some loss. I just wasn't expecting so much in one episode. <laughs> I mean, we lost Charlie. I, I we lost Eileen. We like, lost I Bobby. I feel like, Hanukkah, there's going to be a reset that I feel like in my heart, the reason why I'm so not attached to these deaths is that there's going to be a reset. Now, if there isn't, I don't know if that I'll be disappointed or not. I don't know. Like I'm so focused on the reset thing idea. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I should get rid of that idea because maybe that's not going to happen. But I don't know. I kind of like it. I mean, I like I said, I would love for the guys to defeat Chuck and. I don't know, find a way to bring back or or to even reverse the damage that he's done. Like, reverse him destroying the other universes or the other al- alternate worlds. Like, find a way to reverse all of that and, you know, that would be amazing. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm... You, you I don't know, know if it's going to happen. Chuck is... Sam and is not going to bring down Chuck. Amara is. When she did that merge with him, it was he was done right then and there. I, I believe that too. I do believe that ultimately Amara would be the one to take him out. I do believe that. I believe Sam and Dean and Jack will have a hand in it. And they're, you know, they're going to be a part of whatever aftermath that is. But yeah, I think for the most part, I think Amara is going to be the one to like really kick his ass. And maybe so. Castiel will be the empty. That would be interesting. I don't, but I, I don't want that for Castiel because it's such a. It's like, even with the the empty, the Meg version of the empty, you know, basically all she wants to do is go to sleep. Like she wants to exist in this vast nothingness, and I don't want that for Castiel. Like to just but be. But he's happy. Do you think? Do I you feel slapped. I do you think he would <laughs> do you think he would be more happy in the empty or would he be more happy being back with Sam and Dean and Jack even if he couldn't be with Dean in the way that we think he meant that okay I, I think he down with that, no I'm that, no that. I'm saying even if not because even if even if Castiel feels that way I honestly don't think Dean feels that way like I Dean has never given anything in his personality to for me to think that that would be a feasible you that, know that's just for me because I haven't thought about it like that in that way ever for it just hadn't occurred to me I'm just kind of rejecting that whole that idea and I, the, the shipping of them too it's just like I like this is new information on two episodes <laughs> at the series that I'm like what no what are you talking about I've been hearing about like, this I ship forever like, I also feel kind of stupid because I'm like oh duh of course people would ship everybody with everybody on there how could you not you know what I mean it's just like oh I kind of feel like disappointed like why didn't you think that but it's no it's because like, I just, I'm gonna be honest 
Like if I if I had to ship Dean with another male character on the show, I would have I would pick Crowley over Castiel. I mean, if you think about the interactions with Dean and Crowley, especially like that whole bromance thing they had, with, I would have I would have shipped like that's a ship to me. That's a valid ship. Dean and Castiel, that's weird to me because I feel like they're more like brothers. It's yeah, if, if I have to ship Dean with anybody, I'm shipping him with Crowley. So that's just that's just <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. I feel you know, like Crowley would take them both, honestly. <laughs> I that now that I, I do believe as well. You know, Crowley did have a, a bit of a flirtatious nature to himself, which is why I can see the whole him and Dean thing more because if you go back and look at those episodes, like especially when they were kind of like you know, they were brohams, you know, they were calling each other on the phone or whatever. Just the little play, the playful nature of their of, of their banter. Like, they couldn't stand each other, but they could. And it's kind of like, I think Dean felt some kind of way when Crowley, like, actually died. Because it's kind of like, you're used to this person being here that you, it, it, it's almost, again, like a best friend thing. But I kind of felt it a little bit more with those two because, like, there was always this playful banter between there was always a little bit of like they would make like these little, you know, offside comments to each other that were kind of sort of flirtatious and kind of sort of like talking shit. But it's kind of like yeah. it worked for me. I was like, oh, I, I can get behind this. I just can't see Dean and Castiel. That just for me, that makes no sense. If if I got a I don't I don't know what you would even call a Dean Crowley ship, but that that would be my ship on this show. But again, Crowley, <laughs> Drawley. <laughs> I don't know, but but See, that ship is more acceptable to me. I feel you on that one. I mean, it just it. I don't know. I reject the Castillo Dean thing out out of hand. No, right. Absolutely. And then again, too, no. with with the Dean and Crowley thing, like if Dean talks shit to Crowley. Crowley gave back as good as he got. And and Cassiel is not a shit talker. He is not a person who can come back with that kind of response. So when Dean is talking to him and he's angry and he's saying things that you know he's going to regret later, Cassiel can do nothing but kind of take it because he doesn't know how to... You know what I'm saying? So that part of that that part of their friendship, their relationship has always bothered me, which is another reason why like I said, I can't see them as a ship. It just to me it 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 almost especially last I think it was last season. It it was like almost like an abusive relationship. I just can't I just can't yeah. see that. You said that. I just you can't see that. that. You were really irritated. I, I really was. Like, Dean really got on my nerves with that stuff. And he's gotten better, but he still has his, I mean, just, I mean, last episode, he wasn't, you know, he was trying to do what he needed to do. Sam was trying to talk some sense into him. He pulls a gun out on his brother. Who does? Why? You know, even though again, he like I he said, was trying to be, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know if if we if he is gonna shit with somebody, Dean, I like him and Death because they had a little bit of a the back and forth myself. But I feel like she would definitely be the top in the relationship. <laughs> I would have to agree with you there. I would have to agree with you there. And he'd be just like goofy. Dean, you know, when Dean is goofy. Yeah, I just, mm. yeah, but, 
you know, going. Well, I going... just like I like her interactions with with them. I want to see her in something else because she was just fantastic to right. watch move in in that space like that. Did you see the guys. way? Did you see the way Sam reacted to her when she came at the beginning of the episode and she was like, "You have something of mine," and she looked at Sam pointedly and he was looking at her like. Uh, like he was startled that she knew. I'm like, this is death. You think she don't know that you stole something from her? It's true. Like, it's true. And so, to when De- um, Sam had the death book, mm-hmm. he couldn't open it. It was that. Was I saying that correctly? Yes. Remember, um, oh, Death is the okay. only person who can read what's in the book, I think. Okay. So, yeah. All so, that's right. why she was able to read it. She was like, oh, interesting. And she closed the book, and then Sam was sitting there trying to open it, and it was like, nope, nope. So then, if she could see the end, and it was interesting, she couldn't see her own demise. No. Obviously not, because she walked right into it. It couldn't, because here's the thing. I don't think... I think with Chuck kind of orchestrating events, he's writing everything based on how he thinks they will react. Remember... One of the things that's pissing him off is that Dean and Sam keep going off script. And Castiel is one of those people that keeps going off script. And he even, you remember he said in the last episode, he said you, he said every other version of you does what they're supposed to do. They pull them out of the, you know, out of the pit and whatever. And you have to keep doing your own thing. And I think with Castiel making the decision to sacrifice himself to the empty for Dean that was not something Chuck would have seen coming you know so so Billy would not have been able to see that in in God's book because Chuck wouldn't have been able to think that Castiel was capable of that kind of human emotion and that kind of human sacrifice it's beyond Chuck comprehension so he can't write about it Chuck is the worst God ever He is, but yeah, so Billy wouldn't have known that that was coming because that was something I don't, I mean, think about it. Castiel didn't even think about it until Dean was basically like, she's going to kill us. She's going to kill you, and then she's going to kill me. And I think it's kind of like right then and there, Castiel started thinking about it, and the fact that Dean was going to die, I think, is what triggered him like, okay, no, I can't do this. I can't let him die. Because yeah, it did feel like a mood switch. I'm just like, all of a sudden, I'm going with the mood of the episode. We got um, Freddy Krueger death coming in, knocking on the door, which I thought was really good use of um, uh, like a ticking clock mm-hmm. because they're just talking. They're trying to go over their options. And boom. Boom. Yeah. And I was just like, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then, to me, I was just jarred. It was jarring for me when Castiel came up with this solution to go to the empty because I don't remember the empty telling him that she she told him that right. Did she see this or he yes. come up with it? This was she, when said, you remember it. This was the first time that Jack died. I believe this was when, right after Chuck killed him, and they were in the house. Remember, Jack got to see his mother for a little bit, um, and then the empty wood came to Cassia, but she was in the form of, I can't think of what the angel's name was. Uh, the girl from uh, Eureka. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Her, yeah. Um, and she was in the 100 as well. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. 
So yeah. so she was the one that made that deal with him. Um, that version of the empty where uh, she said once you achieve true happiness. Yeah, but that was like at the be that was I want to say that was last season. So fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. So it had to be at the beginning. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So um. So yeah, I think it, it just again. I I don't think Chuck believes that they are all capable of those things. He certainly doesn't think that Castiel is capable of human emotion because Castiel is still technically an angel. So he's supposed to be um, beyond all of that, you know, human stuff. Cast, yeah, Castiel breaks all his rules on this exactly. world. So, exactly. I, I mean... Yeah, that, I mean, that's Chuck's fault for underestimating him because, you know, now death is off the table and so is is really now just Chuck and Amara and... But is it? But my thing is, is it when one death is taken off the table, just like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or a Highlander, when one kills, one is born. And see, that's that's the thing because I, I I've been saying that too. Like I feel like when, I mean, Billy even said it: when death dies, another one is supposed to take its place. That's why I think it's Jack. So I I don't know if, I don't know if them going to the empty is considered them being dead. Or if they're just trapped, or I don't know what the deal is. But again, we got to think about that whole balance thing. If Billy is not there as death, then like you said, someone's got to take her place. And Jack does seem a good candidate for that. But I don't know that. I don't know. I still think he's it might. He's not pragmatic for it. Like he's not ready to be death no. to me. I th but like I said, I feel like, uh, I feel like you know those couple of shots of Dean with the scythe I feel like that was foreshadowing I think I feel like maybe that's maybe I don't gonna want be him. that <laughs> I don't either but I mean I don't want that he did look cool oh of I course he looked oh, damn cool but like really he could just stand there and I'm all for Dean so exactly exactly but I mean and, and he had that glint in his eye he had that look on his face like bitch I'm about to fuck you up Oh, and he, wasn't he was, not, he was playing. not playing. Like, um, and, and you know, I mean, even just that little nick that he did in the bunker, like she looked surprised. Like, oh my god, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> she <laughs> did, and not only that, it was fatal. And I was like, really? That thing that, looked gross. It was irritating. It was irritating. That so? was that easy to kill. Well, I mean, it was her own weapon. It was death's own weapon. I mean, that's how he killed the first death. But he, he had a he had a bigger, you know, like the first death, he was intentionally trying to kill him. So he, you know, oh, he, he, he was, oh, the second no. time around. Yeah, was, this okay. this time he told her, he, he was like, I wasn't, he said the difference is I wasn't trying to kill you then. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she was like, but, you know, what you did to me, that was fatal. I can't survive that. And she was like, so. Nobody knew that. <laughs> I mean, he 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 sliced her with her own weapon. It's not that far fetched. I mean, it's death's own weapon. So yeah, but she need to learn how to hold on to her stuff a little bit better. <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, she was pretty sloppy. I mean, they got all up in her stuff. So I mean, this is Dean. We talking about you know. I mean. 
anybody who knows Dean knows that if he has an opportunity, and, and I'm sure you being deaf, you already know you on Dean's hit list. So, you know, especially once you realized what Sam took and what he probably said and how things, you know, I mean, you came in pissed because Chuck and Amara weren't dead. So, you know, the plan changed. So, you know, that at some point, Sam done told what you were about to do. And Dean is like, <laughs> Dean is like, no bueno. Mm-mm, nope. So I feel like these the next two episodes. Like I feel like everything's gonna happen in the next episode, and then the final episode is gonna be like I feel like everything's gonna happen that next episode. I think next week is the week. Annika, uh, I don't know if I'm ready. I mean, I'm gonna be watching, but I just, I'm I'm not. I'm not ready. It's and it's so weird because we found out that the we found out. That this was going to be the last season, what, a year and a half ago now? And I just still feel but like it was I'm still not... abrupt, too, because they were just like the longest running. They were getting better. Everything was cool. They always come back with, hey, we're renewed. And we're just like, what? Okay, woo. And right. then to me, I just thought they were going to renew again. And they came back with a nope, we're done. And it was just surprised to me. Yeah. It, I felt surprised. Yeah, I was kind of surprised too. But I I think, I mean, let's be honest. that The guys have, like like we said in, when we started re-recording about Supernatural, you know, the guys have pretty much grown up on this show. Like, they've got families now. And they probably want to explore other things. And, of course, when you're on a series like this, especially one that shoots, what, 23 episodes a, se a season, mm. it's kind of hard to commit to other projects. So, you know, maybe it was just time for them to kind of like, you know. 15 years. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, and, I mean, and again, they're leaving on their own accord. It's not like people got tired of the show. It's not like the ratings went yes. down. It's not like the story got stale. You know, it's like they're leaving in a good it, place. It, 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 it got there, but then it, it came back. Right. But so. it's it's kind of like they're leaving on top of the world. Like, that's the best time to go. And then, you know, your names are still out there and people are still aware of who you are. And it's not like, oh, this is the person that was on that canceled TV show and it's hard. <laughs> for you know, because let's be honest, sometimes they have a harder time finding jobs and it's not because of it's usually not because of the quality of their work it's just whatever causes shows to get canceled I mean we have some shows that have been getting canceled just in this season and we're kind of like what the heck? why is it being canceled but it could be different reasons it could be production reasons differences of opinion with you know the the head honchos or whatever so the fact that they're leaving on their own accord while the show is still popular while the show is still good you know it's kind of like i i'm not mad at them i'm mad at them but i'm not mad at them <laughs> because i would love you know i i hey i was ready to ride this train until it ended like yeah i'm sure there's still some more lore that y'all can be exploring and this that and the other but you know maybe they've not ruled out revisiting these characters in the future and if they ever decide okay yeah we're going to come back I don't care if it's a web series limited limited series movie whatever I'm there so 
Yes, I guess I am too. Fine. Fine. Two more episodes. This is crazy. Okay. All right. Well, uh, any final thoughts? (sighs) Poor Castiel. They're not final, final thoughts. They're second to the third to last final thoughts. Poor Castiel. (laughs) Poor Dean. Poor Sam. They just... All of them are in just like this state of shock right now. And I just, I feel so heartbroken for them. But you know they're about to, you know they're about to come in strong. Like they're about to come in hot. Chuck better watch his ass. Yeah, Chuck's going down. I just wonder, I I really hope that TV do you kill God you know what I mean like God God mm. how does that work what does the world look like after then I don't you know, know what I mean? we about just... to find out <laughs> cause he's going down there's guess, no doubt about that I just I'm sorry I feel like if Chuck is God God he isn't he can't quite possibly be God God because he's off hobnobbing with humans I'm still I'm still holding on to my theory that uh John Winchester is gonna come in and be God but you know I'm gonna I know I'm gonna be disappointed on that one and I'm super sure I'll be disappointed on Castile returning in any form um but we'll see so yeah yeah and that was like I was kind of irritated at um uh, Bobby's last appearance it was just like it wasn't enough yeah it wasn't enough it wasn't enough like this is bobby his plane ticket for that shit i mean it was i I enjoy seeing his face that's my dude but man killing me with that (laughs) yeah eh, we'll see final two episodes um so yeah yeah okay all right uh, well guys that's our show you can uh, visit hanako on her website at fandomhybrid.com uh you can visit sci-fi party line at sci-fi party line.com you can give us a voicemail 773-336-2686 we're on facebook and twitter um we are also on spotify itunes and google play and so is a fandom hybrid thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you at the party next time carry on wayward sons